0: Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Growing up in the 90s was actually a pretty good time. The 80s and 90s are actually probably some of my favorite pop culture moments in history, or at least my history. This particular era seems to be a little bit of an obsession of mine, mostly because I wanna have those same feelings that I had when I was a kid. Of course, as we know, going back and revisiting isn't always a good thing. Sometimes it's better if things are simply left in the past or you could revisit it and see it in a whole new light. For me, oftentimes when I go back and revisit something, it may not be as good as what it was originally. And even if it's not as good, I still wind up loving the property no matter what. Because in a lot of ways, different things that I viewed or experienced early on in my life kind of shaped who I am today. Whether it's personality, humor, all of those good things, it generally shapes us to how we're going to be as adults. Even though, as we all know, this is not 100% us but simply things that we enjoy, and our tastes change as we get older. But there is a trend of properties from the 80s and 90s making a comeback in a big way. It's kind of the Stranger Things effect, where everything from the past is all of a sudden cool again. Throughout the years, we have had revivals for Jurassic Park, as well as Ghostbusters, and many other things out there and these properties have more or less had a lot of the same content that the original films had. It's something that can definitely be manipulative and may work on one viewing, but then as you watch it a second or a third time, you'll find that it's not nearly as good as what you thought it was, and it will wind up being a retread, which may hinder your enjoyment of that new film in a series, That sadly isn't all that new. A big one that I forgot to mention was Star Wars, The Force Awakens. That one right there is practically a new hope. But for me to talk about that is a much bigger argument and a part of a different episode if I would choose to do something like that. Also, if I was going to talk about something like that, I would prefer to have some people with me. And I think you know who those guests would be, Marvin and Will from In Our Honest Opinion. After that over two-minute intro, you're probably wondering, all right, what's your point to this? Well, my point is that all of these old properties are making a comeback, whether they were on the big screen or not. So, in particular, this property just so happened to be popular in the 90s. It was during the era of MTV that I'm going to call the Prime Era, or Golden Era, however you'd like to put it. It was a show that I was not allowed to watch, so I watched in secret. Also, my dad let me watch it. It was a don't tell your mom that i let you watch this type of situation. It's kind of strange that a TV show on MTV would cause such a riot amongst parents and how it was a bad influence on children. Even more strange that I wasn't officially allowed to watch it and yet I was allowed to watch a bunch of horror movies at far too young an age. But anyway, enough of that intro. It's time we announce the movie. This is the Paramount Plus 2022 Mike Judge written and directed Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Beavis and Butthead have not been seen since 2011's MTV revival that was somewhat well received by critics, but as far as fans go, they were a little bit more divisive. It simply wasn't the same show that was on before. Beavis and Butthead were no longer making fun of music videos since MTV didn't show music videos at that point in time. I don't know if they do now or not. I don't pay attention to any of that stuff anymore. But these beloved animated characters are now back. But they're back in 1998, where they get sentenced by a judge to go to space camp. They could have been thrown in jail or juvenile hall, but instead were put into the space camp as a creative punishment as the judge feels they were failed by their mentors. While they're at space camp, they wind up getting recruited to go on a space mission. Beavis and Butthead wind up endangering their own lives as well as the entire crew on the spaceship and get sent out into space to die. They get sucked into a black hole, which alters time for them and puts them into 2022. Since they were thought to be dead, this puts them right in the crosshairs of former NASA crew member Serena Ryan, who is now governor of Texas, as well as the government, who thinks that they're aliens. So, going into this one, I didn't quite know what to expect. I didn't know if this was going to be good or bad. I liked the fact that the trailer just kind of felt right. For those who have not seen Beavis and Butthead do America, it's a little strange that Beavis and Butthead do the universe is a little bit of the same type of story. It's not as wide-reaching, it's not across the entire United States, but with Beavis and Butthead being hunted, along with characters constantly misunderstanding them and Beavis and Butthead misunderstanding the various characters, always thinking that they're going to score, Things feel a little bit familiar, even though Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe is a little bit of a higher concept film than what Beavis and Butthead Do America was. That's actually a good thing. I really did enjoy that this had a little bit of a sci-fi and multiverse antics. The problem with it is, the multiverse stuff has been used quite a bit lately, most recently with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. The bigger comparison here would be Rick and Morty, But the movie never really goes that far. There is a smart Beavis and Butthead that are introduced because they're from a different universe. And they're constantly warning Beavis and Butthead that there is a danger of the space-time continuum collapsing on itself. Because Beavis and Butthead are misplaced, not in their proper time. I will say that we never really feel like the stakes are super high here. Which is perfectly fine. I don't want a deep Beavis and Butthead movie, I think that would be a disservice to everything that came before. Even though, as stupid as what the whole concept and everything is, it's actually very witty and smart. But then again, that is a type of humor that has been through everything that Mike Judge has done in his entire career. I actually enjoyed the fact that this felt the way Beavis and Butthead should feel. Just like anything that came before in the series, it's just that now we live in a different time, and I wondered if they were going to tone down some of the more misogynistic approaches to the jokes. They didn't, so it's actually something that felt true to the brand. As much as the plot is similar to Beavis and Butthead Do America, I'm thankful that we did get something slightly different, even if it largely feels the same. The only problem I have with this one is that it recycled the cornholio joke which sure that's humorous in the show it's humorous in the movie but it kind of gets tired when you see it again it's altered here a little bit but i'm glad that they didn't rely too much on the hey remember that joke or that thing that happened there is quite a few fish out of water gags such as beavis and butthead seeing a smartphone for the first time which is pretty hilarious. I actually really like the fact that Beavis thought that he was having a conversation, but instead he's having a conversation with Siri. A little bit later in the movie there is a joke about white privilege, which that's nothing to really joke about, but the way it's handled here is pretty funny. That was my big worry about this, is the fact that we live in different times, if this humor is still acceptable. I think it probably is because they're very naive and stupid. It's almost the same way that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The characters can do horrible things, they can say horrible things, but it's a little bit more acceptable because it's a being naive with the humor, you know it's not a place of hate where it's coming from. The humor in all of Mike Judge's works has always been that stupid yet smart, ironic type of humor. This hasn't really lost anything here. I'm glad to see that he still has it, and the fact that he didn't decide to change it. It's one of the things that made some of his other TV shows, such as King of the Hill or Silicon Valley, so enjoyable. His movies as well, such as Office Space, Idiocracy, Extract... Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe even includes a little bit of character growth for the character of Beavis, which, honestly, was surprising, and really doesn't feel out of place, either. So, it's all good, right? Well, not quite. The movie drags a little bit at times. It probably could have shaved off ten minutes and made a tighter film, but it never got outright boring. just feels a little draggy at places. The big thing for me was the animation itself. There's times where there's some really thick lines around the characters as far as some of the detail, and it just doesn't look quite right, and it doesn't quite gel, especially when some shots it has the thin line drawings, which looks more akin to the way we know the Beavis and Butthead, as well as Mike Judge animation style, to look like. There's other times where it looks like the show Daria, or like a less detailed, cheaper version of Archer. I don't know if that's really the correct comparison. It's just You'll know it when you see it, and me pointing it out here might make it a little bit more obvious, but when I was watching it, it was just terribly distracting that it almost looked like two different art styles put into this movie. It's even more strange that it's the same animation studio that was founded by one of the original animators from the original Beavis and Butthead show. It's definitely not a deal breaker, it's just something that I noticed. The other thing I'm wondering is that if the 2011 MTV revival was supposed to be taking place in the same continuity and timeline of the original show. No, it's not that big of a deal, but it seems like this largely forgets any of that existed. I don't know if this is a Pee Wee Herman type of situation where the movies are different than what his show was. It's a different version of the character. Maybe they're going that route here. I mean, even the Simpsons movie, seemed to start a new continuity so it wouldn't have anything to do with the TV show, even though these are still the characters we know and love. The South Park film did the same approach. I don't remember Beavis and Butthead do America. I don't remember them really doing that. It was just kind of a continuation since the original show was off the air at the time. It was still being shown on MTV, but new episodes were not being made. That's really it as far as the gripes. I mean, I could say that Mike Judge's voice for Beavis is a little off at times. It doesn't quite sound right, but that's really a minor complaint. The guy's getting older, so obviously the voice may change a little bit. I do have to mention the reason of why this movie was made. It's no secret that there's a Beavis and Butthead show that's coming up that'll be on Comedy Central, and I'm assuming will stream on Paramount+. I almost feel like this release on Paramount Plus was just used to drum up interest in the property of Beavis and Butthead again, which is perfectly fine. When I was watching Beavis and Butthead do the universe, I didn't get the feeling that Mike Judge or anybody involved was just simply phoning it in. I really do believe that they wanted to make a good movie, and they wound up making a pretty good one. It's just a little strange that they're using a movie like this as sort of a backdoor pilot to drum up interest again. Also, it sets them up in the year 2022, so they're free to do whatever they want in the present day because Beavis and Butthead now know about current, modern technology. Thinking about it now, it probably was a good way to reintroduce the characters of Beavis and Butthead because it allows them to make fun of current things and technology and do so in a logical way. By now, I think you probably know if Beavis and Butthead is something you enjoy or not. With its near 20-year history, it's likely you have seen them in some form or another. If you do not enjoy Beavis and Butthead, well, that's fine. But if you want a nice slice of 90s nostalgia, this is actually a pretty good way to spend about an hour and a half. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing and would like to reach out to me, you can do so at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night.